This episode was helped brought to you by our newest sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. They're a brewery out there in Eastern Iowa. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by Kelowna and check out their brewery. Great food at the restaurant there, great beer, obviously. If you're in the Midwest, check out any Hy-Vee's. I believe they carry the six packs and they have different types of flavors. So you guys are gonna wanna, you know, definitely try that out. And I think throughout this whole process, Fishing Kid and myself for Beer Fish Fanatics, we're gonna be doing some giveaways here and there. If you guys can go ahead and tag us here and there with your Kelowna beer. So other than that, enjoy the episode, guys. We keep it PG-13. Let's just say that. Yeah, PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. I mean, I say F this or S that. And I, and I usually beep out just the F word. I leave all the words yeah, like shit but, and stuff. It's not a big deal. I try not to say it. If you guys ever watched any of my videos, you might notice me saying yeah. something like, holy Toledo. Yeah, yeah. I never say that in real life. I have no <laughs> idea where that came from. Yeah, I, my <laughs> wife pokes me. She's like, where the hell did you learn to say that? Goes, I've never heard. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all good man hey you got you got more better restraint than me i'll tell you that much I mean, uh, it, it's being in the business world it kind of nah, you have you. to after a while so <laughs> all right so all right everybody welcome to another episode of beer fish fanatics this is granny with my pop fishing we have uh kit with the fishing kit youtube channel and today we have a gentleman by the name. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. I, I just I, would I go just as asked far him. As saying gentleman. I'd I'd watch what you you're calling me like that. I, that might be a false <laughs> advertisement. We have Mister Mark Shibish. Very good, close enough. It's oh, Shibish, but Mark Mark is fine. There we go. And uh, he actually hosts uh, his own podcast on YouTube, uh, Cat Catfish and Crappie. And actually, you actually do a, a Panfish Nation and everything. Also, I do. you're I do. you're a busy man, man. I'm not gonna lie, because I've been watching a couple of your episodes and listening to you, man. You 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 really jumped into this thing. If you don't mind, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about that, man. I uh, thank you for having me. I'm 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 consider I consider myself blessed. I kind of fell into this. I kind of started YouTube just for like a, a, a hobby, see what I could do. I'm not the most artistic person in the world. And a close friend of mine who is, who is teaching me how to play one of those two guitars back there. He's like, maybe you should try something else besides guitar. <laughs> so he's like, why don't you get into the visual aspect of things? And I'm like, well, I like to fish. I've been fishing for a long time and one thing led to another. And, and then when we get to like the live streams and stuff like that, as far as the show goes, I, uh, uh, I found like live stream catfish talk shows kind of pretty much just panels, hmm. you know, and I came across avid fisherman. Um, he's a, a guy here in Southern Illinois. Um, the guy loves fishing more than probably anybody or just as much as anybody I know. Hmm. Um, he's got, you know, a, a big heart. He's big teddy bear. Everybody calls him Sasquatch or whatever, but he, <laughs> he, he's a good dude at, at heart, you know? And, um, he asked me to be like in the chair, which is kind of like what you guys are doing here. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I have it. I don't think I'm going to do it. And he, he wouldn't take no for an answer. Nice. So I, uh, uh, went on the show, um, answered a lot of questions and, and just told people how I fish, how I, how I target flathead and uh, a lot of stuff that I've, you know, was, was taught by the people before me, whether it's in real life or on YouTube or whatever. Um, I kind of adapted all of that stuff to my situation and, and people were impressed. So he had me back one more time. Um, 
uh, Chad Fields over at Fishing with the Chad had me on his first episode of the Bait Shop, which is anything but a fishing show, but it's still a show. Kind of just a bunch of guys sitting around giving each other shit is pretty much what it is. Um, and that was fun to do. And then Avid had to uh, had a change in his work schedule. Um, and I, I'm like, hey, if you need me to help you, I'd be happy to help you. A couple other guys. He's like, all right, Mark, you're doing it. So that's where I'm at today, pretty much. Nice. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but people keep coming back. Why? I don't know. Um, but I'll keep doing it as long as they'll have me. How about that? Hey, that's all good, man. Uh, and Panfish, Panfish Nation was a project I had helped Lyle while he was having some uh, uh, medical problems with his shoulder. Uh, he asked me to step in, so I was blessed to be on that show uh, with James Smith for I think it was three weeks, four weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe. And that was that was a trial by fire because uh, I mean we were going to have some pretty big names. We've had some big names on there, so I I, I kind of got uh tested there and he asked me to come back and help him with this new project which is panfish nation um i do a lot of work with him behind the scenes also as well and 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 it's a um it's a labor love he's given me exposure to some people that i normally wouldn't um namely like babe winkleman to say and ryan o'neill and a bunch of other guys you know and, and also yeah. we just had a couple of i know you guys you guys had a dnr guy on right if i'm not mistaken you have to forgive yeah. me i watch so much youtube it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah, yeah we've or, had... or like a biologist right well we had a, a guy who builds uh uh um ponds for uh people who can afford to have really nice ponds on their property mm. and uh bob lusk i believe is his name is lusk lusk and um he was a real good guest that i i just like talking to people like that um anybody who goes after fishing in more of a cerebral manner than a brute force manner um that that's my kind of people Nice. Which is why I gravitate to like podcasts. I'm a podcast fanatic. So cool. Cool. So you're, you're, you're we got the right person, Kit. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then just to kind of give you guys all a heads up. All right, man, Kit, I owe you a slam of beer because I did it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt Mark. I was like, oh, oh sorry. We, we didn't talk no. about the drinks. Yet. See, once I start talking, I don't shut no. up, which is why I'm good for the sphere, you know? It was my freaking fault. And I know Kit's going to be like, Damn it, Granny, you could owe me another because this is the second time I did this, like, or actually probably the second in a row. In a second row. time in a row. Yeah. So quick shout out to our sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. Uh, today I'm drinking the, the the horsepower. I need I needed the horsepower today. So it's a American Hefeweizen Ale. Uh, this one's oh. uh 5.1% on this one. So um I'm gonna enjoy this. This is the first time I actually I think I might have I don't know if I had this one yet now. So I'm gonna try I, this I like a Hepweisen beer. I really do. Yeah. I'm not even saying that to please your sponsors. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> no, I love it too. So what do you got, Kit? I have the Kelowna Classic. I'm taking it easy today. It's the light lager. And like four point one percent easy yeah. drinking. There you go. And then uh Mark, I know um, you know, he I have I have some six-year-old rye that a dear friend of mine who happens to be an award-winning beer brewer wow. brews, I think, on the side. I don't want to mention his name. I don't want to get him any trouble. But it's 90 proof. It's a six-year-old rye. And I've I've had a lot of whiskey in my time. I'm not an alcoholic, at least not yet. <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. I'm real happy and I'm real grateful for the gift. So cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers. Bart. And then um, offline, you'll have to give us his name. <laughs> we can do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good half. Um, yeah, I've had a good half. You want someone to talk beer with? I might be able to. Well, we can talk after the show. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, let us know. Hey, we, we, we've actually had a few uh, beer people on, on our podcast. We had our, we just did one a couple weeks ago at our, uh, at Kelowna at our sponsors brewery. Uh, we just did an episode there. So it's kind of cool. I mean, I, I really love it because I, to me, beer and fishing goes hand in hand, especially when I don't catch yes, shit. Sir. I don't mm-hmm. catch any. I, I mean, honestly, most of the time I'm, I'm, I'm just catching a buzz. It then, even helps when you get home after not catching shit. There you go. <laughs> it makes <laughs> you feel a lot better, don't it? It does. It does. It, you know, the sorrows go away, I guess. In, in a and little then bit. when you have a really good day, it helps celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Here's to the good days. Yeah, here's the good. I like that. I like that, Mark. Very good. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to do a double today, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like a double IPA? No, like a double beer or two. Oh, double beer. <laughs> If you guys ever here's here's some inside information if you ever see me drinking out of my yet catfish and crappie yeti it's usually got beer in it if it's on my show just so you know you know insider information and if it's before noon it's coffee after that it might be it's pretty much beer mark i just loved you that much more (laughs) (laughs) so what's what's your what's your favorite part about podcasting because i know you you've had some uh, like I follow a lot of these catfish guys cause I love catfishing. Like I was like, wow, Mark, they, they got some like pretty big names in the catfish world, at least as far as like the YouTube I, space and stuff. I'm in a suburb right outside of Chicago, Northwest of Chicago in McHenry County, Illinois. I was grew up and was brought up in, in, in pretty much the surrounding area around Chicago and in Chicago for quite some time. South side, I worked for a long time and Chicago is a big radio city. So, uh, you know, I'm always out and about. I was always really active in my youth. Um, even, you know, through my working years when I was, you know, just before marriage and after marriage. So radio was always a part of my life, uh, being in a tech side of, um, my business, uh, podcasting came to me early. Um, I still had one of those iPads with a little rotary dial on the front and I was downloading podcasts to that back then. Um, what's his name from MTV? You'll have to forgive me, but he was like one of the first, uh, pioneers in podcasting. And I was like, yeah, Adam Carolla. Is that it? Well, I know, I know Adam Carolla did have a podcast, but there was another guy on MTV that used to host like, um, one of those, uh, you know, not the, Adam Carolla. I know who you're talking. The, the news, the news, the news show. Because he was, yeah. he was, he was one of the, the guy with the long, the long kind of warrant type hair. And I got a sister who used to love all them guys, so I know he, all about that. He's, what was he's, his, he's they still he still has a podcast. Oh, he's it's, got like a big big setup in in L.A. and he's got a bunch of podcasts under his belt. So he's he's yeah. pretty much built an empire. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of guys that really did it. I'm I'm not in it for that, but I kind of like the idea that I get to go on there and talk like, hey, welcome to the Catfish and Coffee podcast and, and act like a fool sometimes. And and then, you know, there's this whole serious part of it. I, I'm more of a cerebral guy than anything, whether it comes to my fishing or my work or, or, or life in general. It's, it's just the way I am. Gotcha. This is a major question. So, I mean, I hope, hopefully you answer right. Uh, so are you a Bears fan? <laughs> no, I don't watch much sports, to be honest. Fish killing me, sport. Mark. You're killing me. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I watch, you know, it's hard not to watch, you know, the Bears, uh, you know. Come. Oh, boy. I know. Sunday stuff. Nobody else is doing anything. I mean, I'm grateful because, you know, fall. The lakes are empty. The river's empty. I'm a pretty happy guy come football season. I'm not going to lie about that one bit whatsoever. I, I get you. I'll, I just throw it out there because yeah, I'm a big I'm not, Bears fan. <laughs> I'm not a big baseball fan either. I know I could have used that to talk to Spencer for a while. I know Lyle <laughs> loves to talk to Spencer about the Cubs versus the cards and that whole thing. But 
Yeah, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not a huge sports no. fan. I, I'll, I'll fish all day and night, but uh, um, that's just pretty much how I am. Yeah, no, no, I'll just throw it out there. That's uh, okay. What I do notice though, like, like you were mentioning, like when people get a chance, check out your channel and your podcast and everything, but your channel is kind of cool is that you, you go live a lot while you're fishing. So it, the cool thing about it is that it's like, we're fishing with you. You know, most of the time we take our buddies out, we're, we're fishing, we're talking, you know, shit to one mm-hmm. another, having a great time uh, or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I feel like when I was just kind of, like I said, I was just watching, I don't know, your most recent episode or whatnot. It's just like, I felt like I'm in there, the cockpit with you in the boat. You know what I mean? So was that something that you were, is that was your intention? It was, uh, there's a couple of guys out there, you know, like chunky cats. He's out there all the time. He's fishing live, uh, DMV Kenny. I like, he's a little bit off the wall. Uh, great guy. Another guy has got big heart and he fishes and he works hard. He's trying to make a living off of this stuff. God bless him. If he can do it and figure it out. Um, uh, and it's like, well, you know, uh, let's see if I can get this to work. You know, I get Streamyard now might as well use it. I'm paying for the full subscription. Uh, however much that is a month. If you guys want it, go ahead and look it up. I don't have any affiliate program or anything. Um, and I'm like, Oh, we'll give it a shot. And I failed miserably a few times. I really did. Um, I, uh, me and James Dockery, James Dockery is a great guy that I talked to quite a bit. Uh, he's a gentleman out of Missouri. Um, he works for the Missouri department of conservation. Um, he teaches a lot of classes out there. Um, he's like, well, maybe we should go up against each other. I was going to go do some red breast sunfish fishing at one of my hot spots. Oh my God, this spot is crazy. We're talking, I have big hands and I'll cover my hand up with, with some of those red breasts I get. Wow. And he's like, well, you know what? Let's go live. I'll, I want to go against you. So he goes trout fishing, out of season trout fishing in Missouri. He's out on a dock. He catches 25 fish and I can't find a single one. It was a fall day. There's just a, the, the bottom dropped out of the barometer and, and it was horrible. But I got lucky. He smashed a dock roof. And that was the sound that lived in infamy. And it saved me the humiliation because I made so many memes and videos out of that clip. It saved my hide. So here's the James Dockery. Cheers. So that's how we got into the live stuff. And that one versus one kind of turned into a thing on my channel. I don't do it as much as I probably should because it's very it's pretty involved setting all that stuff up. Yeah. With the pandemic and stuff, our business has taken quite a hit. So I've been trying to concentrate on that. Um, like right now, I literally have probably half of falls worth of fishing videos in the can. I, I haven't edited them yet, but I got the footage. <laughs> like today, I noticed yours, Kit, that it was uh, it was a little cold out there. Early spring, I'm guessing, right? It was like three weeks ago, like, oh, okay. mid, like maybe second week of May. So not terribly long ago, because uh, now you step outside. It's like 90, 90 yeah, degrees. <laughs> it is. I, I know a lot of YouTubers out there. They'll, they'll put a lot of footage in the can and, and then pull it out when they need it. So uh, when I have time to video video or uh, to edit the video, I, I'll, I'll start releasing that stuff. But it, it's like I said, I'm not doing this as a business or any other things than to meet some cool people, kind of stretch my artistic talents and, you know, getting some good fishing spots and some free fishing gear don't hurt either. You know, exactly. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just meeting P- 
people, getting some free stuff here and there. That's yeah. all. That's all gravy right there. Hey, if anybody wants to throw me a sponsorship or something, look me up. My address is on my channel about page. So I, I don't turn down money. I'm a businessman. So or free <laughs> stuff. We don't turn down shit. All right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Reach out to us on social media. You, I you, had want- <laughs> a, you know, I had a big following on Twitter for a while. I think I had like 15,000 followers back in the day mm-hmm. um, and Twitter just went south and I quit doing it. It's fallen off. I think I'm like 2,500 or whatever, and I don't use it much, but uh, I used to get a lot of stuff through then. I was offered a, one of the big cooler companies offered me one of their um, pro staffer deals. And I kind of read through it. I'm like, no, I'm going to pass. I'm not paying, you know, 300 bucks for a cooler that I have to promote for you. And that's still at a discount, you know? Yeah. I get boxes of like dough bait, stuff like that. And I'll, I'll check it, but you might, I'll test it, but I don't, you might not like what I have to say. That's my biggest problem. I think. Hey, you're an honest man. Can't hate that. You know what I mean? You know what? People trust me for what I say. People come to me when they want to know what to buy. I don't know why they do, but they do like, what should I get to fish for crappie? What do I want to get to get big catfish that come to me? And, and those are kind of like trick questions. I, I really pay attention to the nuances of whatever I'm doing. Um, so, you know, graphite rod's going to feel a heck of a lot better when you're setting hooks or when you're, you know, doing any bumping, which I have yet to do. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter when you're putting it in a rod holder, you know, and that's kind of uh, the way I go about anything or any recommendations I, I, I make. So common, common sense and, you know, modern day stuff. Okay. Well, uh, since we're kind of dipping our toes into the fishing thing, so uh what's your what's your go-to fish if you had to pick a species to target i'm, I'm guessing it's got to be either it's, catfish, catfish. it's yeah. catfish and crappie i you know i'm a i i i'm a i'm a big cpr guy i'm not one of those cpr guys that just cpr i'm a very very pro responsible harvest um i mentioned that bob lusk that we talked to he's a biologist and he he totally confirmed everything i ever thought about you know you got to thin the herd a little bit or the herd's going to get stunted, you know, and, and, and so on. Um, and, and it's good to know that people with, you know, some pedigree rather than myself uh, confirm my thoughts, which is another reason why I like doing this stuff. Cause I get to talk to people that know more than me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like to eat fish, um, catfish and crappie. They both taste good to me. Um, Stu over a total angling experience kind of gave me a lesson on how to clean catfish. So channel cats have been a lot more tastier since, uh, I talked to him a little bit about that. Crappie's always been good. You know, the colder, the water, the better they taste. Um, we got a great perch harvest here in the winter, man. I'll go after those, those yellow perch like crazy right off of downtown Chicago. We'll get on Navy pier. Um, there's a pro bass fisher lady fisher angler. I don't know what to say, but her name's Violet Talley. She's a heck of an angler. She's killing it out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I met her out there. Me and her have been friends. I've met so many people out on, on, on that pier. Um, it, it's great. It, it's the whole experience. I know I'm rambling on going like from one spot to another. Maybe it's this rise. So we'll have a little more. <laughs> I like keep drinking some more, <laughs> but no, no. Um, so you can fish out there in the Navy pier. Like for, the- I, I do in the winter, okay. uh, usually in December before it freezes up. Yeah. Um, okay. that's the best time. If I don't have to go into the city, I'm not going, I work from home. I don't, if I don't have to leave the house except to fish or get groceries for the wife, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. I'm not a hermit or nothing, but I have no reason to. So I'll, I'll reach out to you because I, I love my, my, my family, my kids, they love the mm-hmm. Navy pier. They love Chicago. I love Chicago. Cool. I mean, like I said, I'm a big bear fan, but no, it's only about what five, five hour drive for us. Kit, I think 
from something like that five yeah. so give or take yeah and if i can catch some perch off the navy pier that'd be pretty badass yeah it's pretty easy i can't yeah. guarantee that the jumbles will be in but you'll get perch you know cool. the jumbos we're, we're looking at 11 plus which is pretty cool. big size I'm, I'm usually keeping them if they're if they're nine or better yeah i'll even keep a couple eights if i'm like let's say too shy of my 15 fish limit i'll, I'll keep them i'll i'll cook them whole so i have no problem eating fins the whole deal and right. uh, man they taste really good there we go well we'll, we'll definitely uh, i'll reach out to you uh during yeah, let the me know time. i got a few people coming down i'm also going up to genoa wisconsin i think there's a barge up there i forget the name of it uh but we're going up there in october to go fish for some perch walleye hmm. and whatever else is out there we're looking forward to that so and i'm taking a bunch of other people who uh are not in perch country they want to go out and and experience it. i'm like you know they're just little panfish but they're they're ready to go so come yeah. on let's do it very true very true uh no but you're you're definitely right about uh the podcast and everything because i think i've learned i think what kids since we started this a little bit over a year or so ago i mean i've learned so much in regards to fishing like just the the amount of fishing knowledge from the people because like i say when i say i don't really know that much about fishing i really don't i mean i i enjoy it i know enough to to hopefully not hook myself here and there uh but it's no, you're right though. Just the people we meet and the, the guests we have. And then, um, just talking to, you know, this guy, you know, whenever I get an opportunity, just kind of learning tidbits and hearing, you know, to me, it's good. It's, it, it's, it builds my repertoire in, in a sense. It's, so. it's definitely that whole community thing. You learn from one yeah. another. Definitely do. Um, it, like I had a show, my show on Monday was with my friend, Chad, Chad Fields. Uh, he, I, I've dragged baits one time before, um, and I've caught fish, but I, you know, I, I really dive in. I want to know all the nuances and, 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 and the details and everything. So I'm like, oh, hey, Chad, I don't have a guest. You want to come on? He's like, yeah, no problem. Went on there and we talked uh, dragon baits and I live streamed today. I, I dragged some baits and I killed it today on the Fox River. here. I had a good yeah. day. I got a flathead right off the bat, like 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got like 13 channel cats after that. And I'll never turn a channel cat down. So, <laughs> no, I saw that this morning. I was, I was actually, uh, I was actually logged in. I was like watching like, man, that was a nice, uh, nice flathead that you caught this morning. So big. They're cool. bigger. You should, Grandy, you should see the one I lost last week. Oh my God. I got it on video, so it might be a short. Keep an eye out. But that one, like that one, had me like giddy. I'm smiling now because of whiskey. I was like that because of the fish. Yeah. So, um, in over in over in your area, you guys have flathead channels. Do you have blue cats? No in blue your cats. Area? I have no yet to cats. catch a blue cat. I've never caught a blue cat. Oh wow! Because uh, actually, I was thinking about taking a trip over in Illinois. I'm not sure where exactly. I was talking to one of the YouTubers, jigging with Jake. He's- okay, I know Jake. Yeah, he's um he he just started uh catfishing or uh kayak fishing for blue cats and mm-hmm. I I told him that I need to go over there cuz I just recently came from uh catching blue cats on the kayak down there and man they're I they got to be my favorite catfish. Big big fish flathead by far for me. I'm not even yeah. we're not even going to get there cuz we're going <laughs> to we're going to not be friends afterwards. Um I had a I had a kayak for a while uh, until I bought this small boat that I have now. And I'll tell you what, hooking into a big catfish. I mean, I've got like some 35, 40 pound flatheads on, on a Jackson big rig. And, and that takes you for a ride. That's a good time. I kind of miss it. You know, I miss the versatility and or the the the, the ac- accessibility is the word I was looking for. Mm. Uh, that's a good time. But yeah, that that's a thrill, man. Hooking in any fish like that. That's on a kayak's awesome. Yeah. I think it's I think it's my favorite way to catch catfish nowadays because 
I don't know how big it was, but it's the biggest fish like I ever caught ever. And it was in my kayak. Next May, what you want to do, and this will be an experience for you. It won't be the biggest catfish you catch, but I guarantee you it'll be pretty close to one of the most exciting. You want to go to Mendota in May and go after the channel cats up there. They are monsters. That place, actually, it's in Lake Cherokee, which is connected to the Mendota. That's such a special place. I got a 16-pounder on a Whisker Seeker ice rod. I got beat my PB. I only got a 17-pounder, but I saw a 29-pounder, 26-pounder, 21-pounder come out of there. And, and, and it's insane. I saw Denny there in the parking lot. Me and him posed for a picture <laughs> together. We were talking. That was cool. A lot of guys, a lot of guys from the Whisker Seeker Cruise come out there from Iowa. So, okay. Was, that was a good time. We were there for like a, a whole weekend. So, Troy's out there all the time. How far? All of May, get? usually. That's how much he likes it. How far is that from us, kid? Looks like that's about. It's Madison. It's in the middle yeah, smack yeah. dab in the middle of Madison. So it's, what, eight, 10 hours, maybe? I'm only two hours from Madison. Okay. Oh, less than two hours. So shoot, we might have to make a, make a thing of that kid, because, um, I know you gotta go in May because that's a big lake to find them during the year. They're out there, but on a kayak, it'd be kind of rough. I went out there with Jonathan from hook catfishing and it was brutally cold and brutally windy out there. I forget what month we went in and, uh, there's like three foot white caps while we were out there. Wow. And Jonathan worked his butt off harder than any guide I've ever fished with in my life. And, uh, we got on like three fish, a 21 pounder, um, like an 18 and and an 11. I know the 21 pounders, right? The other two don't quote me on. And, uh, he must've pulled anchor like 20 times. I'm not even exaggerating just to find those fish. He's a hardworking dude too. Yeah. When it comes to fishing. So if we get, yeah, we, I don't know about the kayak then kid. <laughs> well, go in May, right? Go in, yeah, May. Go in May. May. Go in, go in May. We'll You'll get in those shallows. You won't be fishing in anything less than three feet or anything deeper than three feet. Okay. We'll have to, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I don't, you've never been up there, right? Kit? Have you? No. I, yeah. I've, I've actually talked to Denny about it. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Cause I, I kind of, well, I forgot what, where it was exactly, but I knew it was up in that area. Yeah. And um, yeah, we were talking about going and then, oh, Denny just got super busy with stuff and he kind of just stopped we doing that to talk to him Because he was there. I saw him there. So maybe he yeah. forgot all about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have to tease him about that. We'll, we'll see if we can get that guy back on. We haven't, we haven't talked to him in a while, so we'll, we'll see how Denny's doing, but it's not a bad idea for next year. We go in May or something kit to do a trip. I mean, I can take the kids up there um, because they've never been up to Wisconsin. So be it's cool. in, like I said, right in the middle of Madison, there's all sorts yeah. of stuff for everybody to do, man. Lots to do. And in May, not too hot, not too cold. Be perfect. Exactly. Timing. It's perfect. We were out there. It was overcast yeah. and in the seventies, all the, the four days we were out there. So what is the because right now we're we got what mid mid june or whatnot um how has the i guess you can say the bite been for you guys in that that area in the chicago crazy area? hot i haven't been able to get out um as much as i'd like to i'm here here's how i usually go about fishing i i I've, i fish like hunters hunt you know, different seasons, like in the, or as soon as ice is out, I'm looking for ice out crappie. As soon as I saw crappie is done, I'm fishing for channel cats. When channel cats get tired, that's when the flatheads start waking up. Um, I'll go a month without catching a flathead and still chase them. Cause I want to be like one of the first guys on a river to catch one. It's kind of a, you know how it goes with the locals, right? <laughs> I did. I did it one year and I think I was hated since then, but anyways, 
Yeah, no, man, you flathead chases. Yeah, you're you're yeah, different breed. Not, so, not as much before. I've had really good years. This year has been kind of lacking because of the the business and the YouTube stuff. It takes a lot of time, which is fine. I, I love it just as much. Um, it still keeps me in the fishing sphere, uh, which is great. Um, and then like uh, in the fall, we'll switch over to Kings. We'll be driving up to like Racine and Milwaukee chasing Kings. And then even in December, I started this new passion for Burbit. I really like going after them. That's pretty fun fish to catch. Um, they're easy. It's kind of just like cat fishing, but they taste. Uh, they, you guys ever have, you guys have had a filet of fish, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like, like the McDonald's. The yeah, McDonald's it tastes like cod. Yeah, it tastes like cod only better. And if you boil it in like a seven up or for or a sprite, it tastes like uh, to me, it tastes like crab. People call it poor man's lobster. So really, yeah, it's it's pretty cool stuff. So no, we don't have perfect. Yeah, here. okay, it's say. way north, or you know, I'm fortunate yeah. enough to live close enough to the Great Lakes, and they're out there. So gotcha. Yeah, wasn't this uh, this past winter your first time catching them? It was. Right? I yeah. went out. I went out three days. The first time I went out, I taped it. Right. It was. I don't know. It was uh, like twelve degrees out. My GoPro held up for that day, and then the other days it was like sub zero. Man, I GoPro worked for about ten minutes and it shut off, and I slayed them the next two times I was out there. I was getting like four and five of them each night. So Jeez. that was good. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And I'm talking about in like two hours. It would take me two hours to get up there, fish for two hours and two hours home. That's pretty much as, as much as it took. So that's pretty badass. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool looking fish. I'm I'm uh I know for a while like people hated them, but they're 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 starting to like gain gain a following now, aren't they? They, they, I, I guess they are. I know uh, Luke over at Northwoods Angling, he's been fishing for them for a long time. And, and, and Maury over at Fish and More, he's always fishing for them. They're any of the Northwoods guys. Um, that's always been a part of their life. Um, and there's even a big eel pout, because that's another word for bourbon is eel pout, they call mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, is it in Minnesota where it's like Woodstock? But for eel pouts. Yeah, the festival, like, right? The eel festival, festival, yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. So it's definitely a regional thing. And it's one of them things that I always heard about. And I'm like, you know, I kind of wonder about, you know, what is that all about? And pretty cool stuff. They look like they have like flathead flesh, but thinner. Hmm. And they're like camouflage like that, too. It's really, really strange. And each one of them is so different. They're cool fish. So, yeah, they do look pretty cool. I think that's one of the fish I want to try to catch nice it's Um, not the most sporting one but it's it's a good one to go after i'm doing Kelowna classic now kit i'm joining you nice nice so tell me a little bit more about if you don't mind or tell our listeners uh, a little bit more about uh panfish nation what i mean i know because we were talking a lot about about catfish and everything but panfish Mm -hmm. nation what what is that all about the, the podcast and everything i mean what um what's what is it all about you know it, it, it just was definitely the brainchild of Lyle Stokes. Um, but okay. the whole idea behind it and kind of the theme that we go to is, you know, the, the, the show for, for everybody else, you got your bass guys, you got your crappie guys, catfish guys, salmon guys, trout guys, all of this, you know, and, and, and panfish is something that everybody fishes for, you know, and it's got, a, it's got a, a, it's got a place in everybody's heart. I mean, even if you need to catch bait, man, you, you hook into like a, a nine inch red ear and, and on an ultralight line and it's pulling sideways and, and, and it tell me that doesn't bring a smile to your face. Absolutely. Right. Does, you're right? right. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the whole idea. 
behind it. It's something that everybody can do. You can walk down to your corner pond or, or down to a park and, and catch them. And, and it's a way to get kids involved. Um, Lyle's, you know, been in the um, tournament world for a long time, and he's been through all of that you know getting everybody to to fish competitively and you know if if the kids start stepping away from their ipads and their computers to do something else um there's going to be no tournaments left to fish yeah, so our, that's where we go from there i i guess he thought i was a good fit for it after i was on uh, catfish weekly so again i'm i was very grateful for the opportunity it's opened a lot of doors for me that's pretty cool it can be, yeah panfish is that's like the gateway drug for like everybody Absolutely. And they don't taste bad either. I mean, right. technically bass and walleye are panfish if you look them up. So we'll even talk about that. One of our shows, we had a guy on from Missouri. Uh, his name's Bob. He uh, started talking about um, his, his YouTube channel is uh, uh, Fins and Fine. So he started his YouTube channel doing metal detecting. We ended up talking about metal detecting for half the show. We just, <laughs> you know, it's whatever's interesting, whatever you, you we, we get in on, we kind of home and, and we always talk about food in both of our shows. So there's, there's always a, that part of it. So. All right. I don't know if you've seen any of our episodes, like our older one. All right. You got to do sticky rice and fried fish. All right. I'm going to teach you this right now, Mark. All right. I can do sticky rice and fried fish all day long, man. I, <laughs> I live in a big city, man. I eat, you name it. I'll eat it. I come from an Eastern <laughs> European family and, and I've had stuff from like head cheese to blood sausage. Nothing <laughs> scares me. I love sushi. I'll go mess up a sushi bar. And I'm not talking about the rolls. I'm talking about like fatty tuna, all, right. all that good stuff i'll i'm i'm, I'm this, down for it i love sticky rice too by the way this oh. is a southeast asian thing and i'm telling you i keep telling people because i had some people hit me up before and they're just like sticky rice what's that and then when i have to explain to them you know how you know how to make it and all that stuff but once you get it i i'm i kid you not you no, won't I've never you will never it. you'll never stop eating it ask yeah. him anybody who ever never eaten sticky rice in their whole life. And I introduced them, or if you introduce them to sticky rice, uh -huh. they'll eat it with everything from that point forward. It's like the greatest thing of all time. I, for I never I, met. I, yeah. I never met anybody that did like sticky rice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like pasta. How many people do you know that don't like pasta? Yeah. Either? It's, it's the right. thing. It's, yeah. it's that carb and, 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 and it's just good. I don't know. Exactly. Man. And then you combine that with fish, especially like fried fish. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, man, you're going to be like, holy cow. You're going to be like, damn, these BFF mofos know what they're talking about <laughs> when it comes to eating Well, fish. maybe you know what to, maybe you know what to bring out with you when you come out here perch fishing. Maybe there, we can cook some oh, of them up. Oh, oh there you go. That's, that's a good call. Yeah, we, we can show you how to make sticky rice. Yeah. Right, right on. I'll show you where my hotspot is on the pier. <laughs> Perfect. Call it even. Yes, I love that. We'll do and then oh we can even have my wife make some sauce and stuff. Oh my god. I'm telling you, you just hey, hey I got my, my mouth watering right now, kid. <laughs> you're 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 a man of culture, Mark. I respect it. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, guys, once again. <laughs> I wouldn't say that far. I'm not cultured. More like hungry. How about that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I, I be watching like like kids' channel. I'd be like, yeah. This food got me hella hungry. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I think I think that's why a lot of people love like YouTube channels, like those, you know, those or the catching cooks, because it gets you, you know, you're like, damn, it's like that looks hella good, you know. You know, I've given that a lot of thought to that whole catch and cook thing. Um, now let me ask you this, and I want you guys to answer me honestly, okay? Mm -hmm. When you have a good day of fishing and you come home, are 
I know you're married, Randy, right? Yes. How about you, Kith? Are you married? Nope. Okay. Well, then forget this isn't for you. This is for <laughs> Randy up there. Right. When you come home after a good day of fishing and you tell your wife that you either have fish or you caught fish, mm-hmm. tell me that doesn't ignite some sort of primal provider instinct in your wife because it absolutely doesn't mind. You'll notice it next time. The thing is with her. Okay. So this is the thing with my wife. I mean, we, we joke around a lot and uh-huh. cause her family, her, all her brothers and her father, they fish and they're, they're, they're good. You know, I, they're, if they listen to this, their head's going to grow. All right. But no, they're, they're really good at catching fish and they know they're fishing stuff. But when I tell my wife, I I'm bringing home fish, you know, you're, you're, you're spot on. I don't know what it is. She's like, Oh, she goes, she can't wait because my kids, my daughters, they love crispy fish. So then my wife's like, Oh yeah. You know, we're, we're going to have a good, depending on what kind of fish I bring home, you know, what kind of meal. Cause there's so many different ways we, the way we eat and the way we cook the fish, it's not just, you know, fillet it, batter it and fry it. There's so many different ways we cook it, whether it's soup wise, right? Cause we do wraps, we do all kinds of stuff. And, and that's the thing. And then my wife is like, you're right. She lights up in a sense, but she goes, she goes, Hey, but Hey, dumbass, you're cleaning that shit. It's on you. You catch it, you clean it. And then that's the only shitty part. It's like, golly, cause then- I'm getting pretty good at cleaning them. So I don't mind, but it's definitely an evolutionary trait. You know what I mean? The, the, yes. That whole provider thing. So I think that's why catch and cooks do so well. I, think, I mean, yeah. it's, I, I really do. And who doesn't like food though, but we can get into that. There's, I have a, uh, we could go off on a rant with that and it, yeah. you know, go places that not, not for this show. So. <laughs> but you know what, but no, you're right. Because I think a lot of people, everybody has their unique, unique way of cooking. Right. And yep. they have their, whatever specific ingredients they put in, like, like kids channel, when you watch some of his catch and cooks, you know, he, he tells you, he goes, this is not traditional of, you know, how normal this dish. Right. But he goes, but this is how I do it. So maybe somebody who could see that, like, Oh shoot or shit. I'd never thought of that. And then you see whatever ingredient he uses, then somebody can, you know, can learn from that and try that out. So I think it's a, in reality, I think it's a learning thing. That's why a lot of people like catching cooks because at the end of the day, we all have to eat, right? And then when you see somebody cook something that you like, and then they use a different ingredient or a different procedure of how to do it, I think that's what intrigues. Mm. Uh, fish sauce and shrimp paste. <laughs> my funky, latest thing, my latest thing with, with fried crappie is I, I, I bought a couple of jars. I forget the name of it is from Momofuku of this uh, crunchy pepper oil. And I drizzle that on there. Oh, that stuff. It's like a grapeseed oil. It's really kind of funky, crunchy, garlicky. And I'm a heat fanatic. Look at this. I got, look at this. I'm at my desk. I got a bottle of some habanero hot sauce to sit here ready for lunch. I'll set that stuff on fire. But that's been my late, that's been my kick lately. I'll drizzle that stuff all over everything, man. Oh, chili oils are so good. Yeah. Like you said, they're like crunchy, oily, spicy, Mm. garlicky. Oh, so good. Good stuff. All right, let's get back to fishing. Now we're getting (laughs) off hand here. (laughs) This is what happens on our show. Hey, that's part of it, but I love eating. I love fishing and eating. Same thing, you know, you got to catch the fish to eat, right? Yeah, that's right. So what's what's your favorite fish to eat? we won't go too far so we're, to we're still yeah to eat <laughs> you know here here I, I was never a big fish eater growing up other than like you know fish sticks and all of that stuff but as i got older um 
I'm not, I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but I'll eat everything from like crappie, obviously to, to catfish. You know, I've had a little bit of flathead. It's delicious. I've had smallmouth bass sandwiches and they're, they're on point too. Mm. So, you know, and I don't have a opportunity to eat too much fresh uh, saltwater fish, but that's something that I, I want to try. So my, my culinary tastes as far as fish go are pretty limited um, unless it's something at a restaurant and, and, and I'm looking to catch the stuff and cook it myself more than anything. But my favorite probably right now is probably crappie perch is a close second. I still, t till this day, I still think crappie is like number one. It's, it's I, I look at it as, it's, it's a blank piece of paper. You can paint it however you want, make it taste whatever you like, and you can't really go wrong with that. So true. But the thing is with crappie, if you freeze it, it still tastes the damn same about yeah, four four months later, later when you thaw it out and you and you no it, it I still think it tastes the same it still tastes good now white bass or a wiper hybrid bass no <laughs> once you freeze it to me does not taste the same and then like Kit was telling me or what what he does is that he bleeds it out I, I think bleed he, out everything yeah it changes it I, I think that's a game changer like I I think I'm gonna start doing that from now on it's like bleeding out because I tried it I think my last time I fished and then I compared the taste of the I, two. Yeah. I started doing it after starting salmon fishing. Those old timers taught me how to bleed out a salmon once you catch it, you know, because you want to get rid of all of that blood, you know, whether it's pull the gills off, which is usually how I do it, or cut the tail on a big catfish, it, 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 it makes a big difference. Also, you know, here's another tip, blood and fish, fish blood and fish fat or water are soluble. Mm -hmm. If you give them like a convective bath and let's say a non conductive bowl like a glass bowl fill it with cold water rinse it until the water's clear and then just drizzle water over it for like 20 minutes a half hour it'll make all the difference in the world yeah that's some sciencey stuff i, I know <laughs> again learning some I new stuff you, I, I like the cerebral part of whether it's podcasting or fishing or whatever so or drinking whiskey <laughs> Uh, a lot of uh, uh, social media I've been seeing a lot lately. So a lot of people are getting hated on because I mean, this is a, we see it everywhere. You guys get that a lot in regards to like largemouth bass. I've been seeing a lot of yeah, people, a lot of people have been keeping them. And I'm just like, you know, it's whatever It's within limits or whatever. But have you been seeing any people over there at least getting a little butt hurt? No, all the time, all the time. I got friends that are like diehard bass fishermen. And, and, and it's funny, the couple of bass pros I know, they, they don't care. I'll go to their, they, they live on private water, a couple of them, and they beg us to come over there and take them out. They're so overrun. Really? You know, so it's basically it doesn't have much to do with the fish as it does with the environment you're taking the fish from to the mm. people who know, you know, and the people who don't know, they just want what they think is best for what they love. And you can't blame them for it. You can, all you can do is try to educate them. So oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's that's like probably the best response ever. Like you're saying, <laughs> no, it, it regards it, the, the location, you know, it depends mm -hmm. on the situation. I mean, if the lake is completely filled with one or two pound largemouth bass. Yep. They're not, they're going to get stunted and they're not going to get bigger. So we do need, if you want to catch the bigger largemouth, you're well, going to have a little, it's a little more than that. I mean, without getting into like the, the science of it, uh, basically they're hungry for food and what they end up doing is eating their own young. And what they do is they're taking a good portion of the gene pool out that has an opportunity to get bigger. Mm. Um, so the chance that a, a, a 10 pound bass is going to come out of the gene pool are slim to none when, you know, nine out of 10 of them are being eaten by its own 
keep the keep the little ones let the bigger ones stay just like you do with like bull uh bluegill you know the ones with the big humps i i def i never take them i'd rather they stay on the beds and keep my bait spots you know filled for the rest of the year um stuff like that it's just common sense stuff but if you don't know what where the common sense or what leads you that the right common sense that's where the problem lies it's hard to educate people who don't want to listen all you can do is try yeah, it's like a touchy subject when, when it comes to telling people what to keep, what not to keep. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Well, to each their own. I mean, my, my grand, like I said, my, my family came here from Eastern Europe and, and uh, Christmas Eve uh, in a Polish household where it's carp. Always carp. No, no meat. It was no red meat. No, no, any kind of meat. Nothing that walked on land. It was, it was carp. And, and, and the way they cooked it, it wasn't bad. I mean, you adapt to it. They would cook it with what they would call it Greek style. And it would be in a tomato sauce with whole bulbs or whole, not cloves, but whole bulbs of, of garlic and cooked for a while. The bones would all dissolve. And I mean, it was just fish. It was survival back then too. You know, kid always says common sense sometimes is not too common. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I like that. That's just, that was a say. I was like, "Damn, that was pretty good, man." Yeah, it's like, good. It's, I like that. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> yeah, you're like common sense for you, but like the, some random guy on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it might not be so common for him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this, that's why sometimes I, I do unplug from the social media thing. It's just like God, guys. Just sometimes, you know what? It's I get it, but just get over it. It's like he's not or he or she's not doing anything illegal and you can't put you, whatever your thoughts or feelings on to them because they as long as they're doing within the limits of fishing used to be my unplugging from social media. I'm old school social media guy. I mean, even before there was social media, I was hanging out in, in nefarious places online and stuff. And um uh, now look at me. I'm live streaming while I'm out there. So, you know, I, that tells you about how much how much discipline I have when it comes to that. I need to work on that. Hey, like for me too. like on my personal uh, Facebook, I, I I unplugged from there for like a month. I've gotten back on, but I'm not back in there like I used to. But since I got my page and stuff, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be mm-hmm. active on it. I'm trying to post at yeah. least every other day. Uh, trying to, you know, try to respond and all that stuff too. Cause uh, I, I kind of made a rule for myself, um, post pictures and food pictures and kind of keep personal business off of there, you know, say happy birthday to everybody that comes up and like everybody's, you know, fish pictures that it deserves to be liked. And those are kind of the rules I've been living by. And it's been kind of helping a lot. So different world we lived in gentlemen, it is, reg- isn't it? In, in regards to, so- especially social media, I'm telling you, I'm just like, some people just, I mean, they can't hold their tongue. And then when you should, they, can, they have no filter because they're behind a keyboard. And then they can't hold their tongue when it comes to the good fishing spots either. That's my, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's another subject. <laughs> but it, that's why we try to beep it out as much as we can, at least lakes or whatever we're going to. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Kit does a really good job. Like, if you know the spot I'm at, you know it. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. tell you, you know, and, and like, I think uh, we had Spencer uh, on and we were talking to him, he goes, you know what? I'm not here to give you a fishing report. So I'm going to show you where I'm fishing. I'm going to show you what I catch, but I'm not here to give you a fishing report. Yeah, He strictly you know, has a no lake name policy. Like you, you know do what? not drop I, names. I messaged him once 
uh, when my channel started getting a little bit of traction, because uh, I'd asked him a few questions prior to that, and he'll always answer questions. You know, it'll probably be what what ends up because I imagine he keeps pretty busy doing so with his popularity. Uh, but the one thing I'm like, you know, I'm like, hey, Spencer, what do I do? All these people are asking me where I fish. I don't want to tell them, to, you know, to 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 buzz off in not so many words. <laughs> he says all I all he says all you tell him is I'll answer anything you want except for that. And then don't lead, lose sleep over it. And that's kind of stuck with me. So, and that's why I say I, you can totally respect that because it's like, Hey man, I'm here for entertainment. I'm here to, to show you what I, how I fish and what I fish with, but I'm not going to give you a fishing report. That's I mean, you got to work hard for those spots, whether it's actual yeah. work or working hard at lying, cheating and stealing them. It's, it's, it's hard to come by. You know what I mean? It, it, Agreed. You know, if somebody trusts you with something or you trust somebody with a spot and you, you come back and they're camped out there every time it breaks your heart after a while, you know, there was a, some kind of, there was some hubbub on uh, our local fishing community lately over yeah. something like that. Some guy brought, you know, one of his, friends like a facebook friend mm -hmm. and then he he comes back a few days later that friend is with five and six of his other friends and oh man it just blew up on facebook yeah, yeah it's 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 rough out there i mean you want to be nice and friendly to everybody and you usually can get away with it and you know who you 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 can share your spots with and, and this kind of brings to to memory a story about flathead fishing going back i have a friend of mine like a just about a lifelong friend he keeps seeing my pictures or he was seeing my pictures on social media he's like i want to catch one i want to catch one i go dude you don't even fish <laughs> he doesn't he's like well i still want to catch one i says if you really want to catch one you'll do what i say i took him channel cat fishing for a year every weekend for a year or once twice a month let's say for a year i made him catch little one and two pound channel cats Taught him how to tie lines, taught him how to bait hooks, all of that stuff. And after a year, it's not that I thought he earned it. I'm like, all right, he's been through enough hell and I'm tired of fishing for channel cats. I'm going to take him with me. And that's how that happened. So uh, he earned his keep. <laughs> he pretty much did. He was I, ca I called him my uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for where you don't get paid. You're my intern my fishing <laughs> intern. Oh, he hated that. Oh, boy. His wife loved it. He hated it. But uh, the first day I took him on, I put him on a 24 and a 29 pounder. So, wow. You know what? But he caught him and he hasn't been back out since. Hmm. He's probably, well, I did what I set out to do. And mm -hmm. that's true. That was my goal. I wanted to catch that, the, the big flathead and you got me on it. Done. Spy, spies in the house of love, I call them, right? <laughs> you, you get them out there. there there's going to be those visitors. <laughs> uh the ice fish at all mark ice fish i okay um ryan his name goes by send hooks and crossing eyes and lining fishes with jonathan quite a bit here in illinois he said it best he says i hate ice fishing but i love fishing so i ice fish yeah and that pretty much sums it up for me ryan so i stole that from him so i give him credit every time i say that <laughs> if i had a snowmobile or a side-by-side -side, i might not hate it so much but you know lugging that 150 pounds worth of gear out you know i like a, i'm old i need a shack and a heater and all that good stuff <laughs> you know that adds up after a while no I'm, oh yeah oh yeah live scope weighs a lot too doesn't it kit oh like like one of i i, I don't even carry it around i I drag my whole sled with me. I leave it in the sled and I drag my sled around. And he really does that because I believe it. I don't blame him. You know, I got, I got my, 
my Markham here, my LX7 like you had. I got a camera here. I got all of my stuff charged. I got an old school ion. All that stuff weighs so much after a while. Holy it, smokes. No, it's not right. like I can't lift it. It's dragging it through eight inches of snow. That's the hard part. Yeah. That's yeah. True. That's Moving hole, from hole to hole with all that stuff. Uh when I'm a crappie fishing, I don't have live scope. So I'll drill until my ion battery's dead. I'll drill like, you know, I do like 30 hole grids, right? You know, I'll do 30 hole grids, go in each hole, find them, try to figure out which way they're moving. Yeah, I need live scope, man. Bad. I need it bad. I hate <laughs> drilling holes. <laughs> well, live scope, how, how far can you see with live scope kit? Like the distance? Uh, I mean, you could see out to 100 feet, but like the... Uh, the resolution out there, you can't really, uh, I mean, if it's like big pieces of structure, yeah, you can tell, but like, as far as fish is concerned, it could be, you know, it could be bait. It could be, who knows? I mean, at not, least you have a direction to go though. That's what I'm yeah, thinking, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like the main thing I'm looking for when I'm like drilling around is, uh, mainly structure, like places where I think fish would be hanging out in. Mm -hmm. And then I'll try, I try not to chase fish, but man, it's so hard not to do that with live scope. <laughs> oh, that's it's, it's it's like a double edged sword. It's a video game, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a first world problem for sure. <laughs> first world problem. Uh, no, it's it's. I'm hoping this year I got to figure it out because you're right. The gear that I had, especially when I take the kids out, it's just too much. It was like so heavy. How old I, are your kids? Uh, I got an eight, a six, uh, four, and a one and the a half. Eight year and old. six year old. I'm sure you can get them harnesses. Yeah, no, turn it go. into a game and let them pull your stuff around for you. That's how I was brought up, man. Mark, I got two girls, and <laughs> and you know I got four girls, and then the two big girls. God bless you. If I'm gonna tell them to pull a hundred pound sled, they're gonna look like daddy. Hell no. no. <laughs> so okay. my bad. Sorry about but, that. But <laughs> but no, I it, it's just one of those things they love it. It's just like like you were saying, it's a hundred pounds worth of gear and if it I adds pull, up. It's, it's so I'm gonna have to minimize something the heavier stuff or something I, I first ice is my favorite i'd rather walk out onto three four inches of ice than a foot with yeah. eight inches of snow true. on it any true. day of the week oh yeah very true <laughs> you don't have to worry about bringing a hub or flip up and that's exactly that's that's where all the weight's at in my mm -hmm. it's, it's the it's that stuff so nope i agree i agree man i think my hub i got an eskimo one of them uh, uh 950 eyes real nice one it weighs 48 pounds and that's without the light in there, without the, everything else. So See? Yeah. it ends and then, up quick. Yeah. And then you, you still got all your rods and then you got to bring your, uh, your chair. You got to bring uh, your Eater, propane, your food. Yep. All, yeah, it adds up. And I'm old, man. I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> I'm supposed to go ice fishing with Brian Brosdale up north. I'm supposed to hire him. I was talking to him. He was one of the guys we interviewed on Panfish Nation, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. But he's telling me we're going to go out in a suburban with tracks. That's my idea of ice fishing. Hey. He says, I got holes in the floor. We'll fish right in that sucker if you want, Mark. I'm like, all right, we got to talk. That's why we got to We got to go up more north, like like where you can like you just say, because, you know, we had uh, one Jay, Jay Siemens, and he's just like, yeah, we drive like they're trucks and tundras yeah. all over you had jay on your show 
Yeah, we had JC. Oh, we're going to have to talk after this. I, I've been bugging him to come on mine. Maybe you oh. can give me a contact or something. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He 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 came up. I We didn't even expect anything of it. We just started our shit. And then, you know, Jake, your superstar Siemens, pretty much. And he was like, dude, he, he was dropping knowledge on us. Like, yeah. Or, and he's younger. I think he's younger than you, right, Kit? I think he's, he's, yeah. he's pretty young. And But the thing is with him, as young as he is, he has a wealth of knowledge. Well, he was a, a guide for a long yeah, time. I know a but, couple of real young, young guns like that yeah. who do nothing but, but fish. I mean, they're, they're, I'm not going to name any names, um, but uh, they don't work. They don't have girlfriends. They're, they're sponsored by their parents and all they do is fish day in and day and night. And when you're at that age, you pick up stuff really quick. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a little, you know, spryer, unlike us, unless, unlike me, the old guy, the three here, and, <laughs> and you, you learn that stuff early and all you do is build on it. So that that's where guides are born. That's how they're born. I have a, a pretty good idea of that's how it happens. Yeah, no, I, I agree because um, that's why I, ta- I think a lot of older uh, fishermen or fisherwomen, they, they tend to not listen to the younger, you know, cause you know, it's like, I'm wise, I'm older, but you know, you're right. Like, like Jay, like he had so much wealth yep. of knowledge of, of fishing and stuff. And then um, just anybody that younger, like you just said, they just absorb everything. And then they just, they do. They're, they're fast, man. Yep. They, they I have don't. no, I have no problem with listening to what the young people yep. have to say about fishing yep. or whatever. I'll, I'll definitely listen. And I, you know, but I expect them to reciprocate because I've come into a couple of <laughs> situations where I know they're absolutely wrong, but they don't want to listen to the old guys. So yeah, they, they have their moments, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was cool. Cause uh, he told us, he goes, yeah, they, we drive on our lake. Cause they're like a couple feet deep and everything. Yep. So it was kind of cool. when he, he was talking to us about that. So we got to go up North. I mean, but actually, I, I don't know. I think Canada's kind of locked down still right now. Yeah, Canada's locked down. But we have yeah. so many good lakes here in northern yeah. Wisconsin and true. Minnesota and stuff Very like true. that. Keep out of the big city like Minneapolis. They got all sorts of problems up there. But there's <laughs> there's a ton. There are 10,000 lakes in, in Minnesota. If you can't find time to go up there and figure something out. And I'm a firm believer in hiring a guide if you're going to go that far and spend that kind of money. Because it's so hard to figure out, you know, uh, open water, let alone ice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and let alone the hard water i would definitely could give brian brosdale a call he'll he'll take you out and i'll guarantee you he'll put you on some some nice at least panfish and perch for sure and he'll he'll go after the walleyes too nice. i think he's up near the bemidji area which is a pretty cool part of minnesota don't quote me on that so so funny though because we still get minnesotans coming here every weekend <laughs> what to iowa yeah. yeah what are they fishing for down there uh most white bass wipers. and, and yeah. wipers um but we yellow, yellow bass yellow bass they come down but we, we see every no matter what lake in iowa if it's a weekend time you'll you'll see a truck or car that has a minnesota like minnesota place and how do you feel about that does that bother you um okay so me personally i don't i mean i i try to get out of fish as much as i can so uh-huh. a lot of people i talk to in the fishing you know community they get a little bit butt hurt which Hey, you know, it's territory, whatever the case may be to me. I'm just like, you know what? I actually kind of like people coming. Cause then I want them to see Iowa for what it is. It's amazing, mm-hmm. man. Is it, obviously it's got great fishing. Cause you got people from 10 land of 10,000 lakes coming here and fishing. So to me, that's cool. Cause I love, I love Iowa, you know, born and raised here. Um, I moved, I lived in California for how many odd years came back and just to see it grow and just to see people who want to come here. It's kind of cool mm-hmm. to me, but a lot of people would say like, Nope, 
We don't, we don't want out of town. Yeah, the way I look at it, when we get out of town or uh, wherever it is, or people want to come out here and fish with me or, or down on Lake Front, I, I just kind of try to treat them how I want to be treated because I've been treated yeah. pretty crappy fishing out of state and stuff, you know, by the locals and that. And you just kind of kind of remind yourself that those people don't, pardon my expression, know their ass from a hole in the ground. Be civil to one another. And mm-hmm. as long as they're following the rules, regulations, and paying the license fees, everybody wins, right? Agreed. And, and that's the biggest thing. To pay the license, you buy the license because it, it, it helps, especially in Iowa. Like I keep telling you, listeners, please understand, mm-hmm. pay the license because the licensing it helps pay for the Iowa DNR here. Because Iowa DNR is not based on taxes; all their income or whatever comes from the licensing. Yep. Yeah. Same so, with Illinois, I believe. I think so. And yeah. and let me make another plea to the to the listeners. All right, I'm not a hunter, but I always buy a hunter license. I know hunters who don't fish but buy fishing license. Help each other out. Uh, we're all in it together. We're all pretty much doing the same thing, and that's wanting to enjoy the outdoors. Unless we do, unless we do it, unless we pay for it, we're not going to be able to. The backpackers who are hiking with their cameras and stuff aren't paying a dime for that mm-hmm. for that privilege. Um, you know, let's do it because we and and take advantage of it, which means keep that fish once in a while. Don't, don't break any rules or regulations, pick up your garbage when you go home and, and, and we can all get along. Couldn't say anything better than that. <laughs> I think, I think that's one, one hell of a way to cap it off right there. Agreed. Agreed, man. So, uh, man, we've, this has been awesome, man. Just having you on Mark. Thank I mean, you for having me guys. I really like doing this. I like it when I'm not the one who has to drive the bus. I like being along for the ride. I'm not even kidding you. I get such a kick out of being on these. Yes. I like my show and stuff, but there's a lot of responsibility. And this is just pretty much, you know, I'm just going to come here and drink your booze, so to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. No, because uh, we're we were on uh, Spencer's podcast on River Certified. I heard that. That was a good one. I really like Spencer's show. Too. It's a good one. Like you just said, we didn't care. We just went there to drink the beer and, and just talk shit with Spencer. <laughs> So what are there, let me ask you this before I know it was a good segue to end, but I'm curious, like what, what kind of podcast do you guys listen to besides your own? I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. Number one, me too. I'm I like a, I, I listen to Ben Shapiro. Um, okay. I listen to who else? I listen to uh, Lex Friedman. I'm a big, that's a Lex good one. I yeah. just heard one about the whole Ethereum one I was listening to today. Yeah, that was a good one. We'll talk later. Yeah, it, 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 I listened to and so so I listened to like because I'm into sports cards too. Mm-hmm. So I, I listen to a bunch of guys who do sports cards because okay. I like to hear about the market where it's going, all that. Um, and then you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I love podcasts. It's so. good stuff. Do you yeah. listen to Meat Eater? Meat Eater. I think I listened to a bit. I haven't That's listened to good, everything well, yet. There's a new one out there. Do you remember the YouTube channel? Um, was it on In Fisherman, the show Hook Shots? That Joe Sorelli has that show Hook Shots on there. Well, he works for Meat Eater now, and they got a show that's kind of off the wall, not necessarily fishing, but pretty close to it. It's mm. called Bent, B-E-N-T. Check that one out. I think you might like that. Okay. Um, at least from a podcast stand- point of view, it's pretty artistic in, in how they handle their show. So check that out. Um, cool. Joe Rogan, of course, a lot of yeah. others, a lot of politics. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so crypto here and there, and not yeah. too much comedy anymore. Yeah, I hear you, man. No, that I, I'm a, I'm luckily my job allows me to be able to to listen to a lot of podcasts daily, so I I I dive into it pretty much. So, um, but no, man. Other than that, you guys, everybody who listened to this, better check out Catfish and Crappie. Check him out. Check check out Mark's channel and everything. Um, 
Okay, you got anything else for him, Mark? I mean, we, we've been talking for about an hour, and it's pretty cool to have him on here and just kind of drop knowledge in the, on us and everything. Uh, so if our listeners want to get a hold of you, you know, how can they do that? What are your uh, you, can, you can contact me at uh, the Catfish and Crappie uh, webpage on, uh, uh, on Instagram. You can direct message me there on Facebook. Um, my email is marketcatfishandcrappie.com. Uh, you can reach me there through the channel. It's got my contact information on there. You can mail me free stuff through there, too. I got a mailing address on there. No, I'm sorry. It's not like such a that's an inside joke. Somebody who's going to be listening to this is going to get a kick out of it. I'm not really like that. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, thank you guys for having me. This has been a real blast. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you guys had me on. No, this was awesome. And if you guys send Mark anything, you better freaking send me and kiss something. You got it. <laughs> you you just bring me some of that sticky rice come, come December when we go perch fishing, man. We'll, we'll make that happen, Mark. Right, so bud. thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, brother. You got it, man. Thank you again, guys. All right. Thanks, Mark.